Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. Meat is the yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. The American Meat Institute presents The Life of Riley, a half hour with radio's friendliest family, and starring William Bendix as Riley. Here's a pleasant and good rule for getting the kind of proteins you need. Eat your share of meat, and you're sure of getting not only proteins, but proteins of highest quality, the right kind of proteins. For you see, meat proteins have all ten of the indispensable substances needed for growth and tissue repair. Meat is called the yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. And now, The Life of Riley. Well, as we peer into Riley's home life this fine Sunday, the Lord and Master is still in bed. Babs is away on a picnic, and Mom and Junior are out in the kitchen washing the family's best china. It looks as though something unusual is being planned. Okay, Mom. I dried all the plates. I'm going out. Not until you dry the cups and saucers. You know we're having company later. Okay. But I'll bet I'm the only guy in my gang with dishpan hands. Oh, oh, take my dear. Help me with these bundles. Oh, what an ordeal this shopping is. Quiet, Uncle Baxter. Don't let Riley hear you. Gosh, look at all the stuff. Bologna, olives, herring, frankfurters, liverwurst... Somebody important coming, Mom? Just some old friends of your father's, Junior. But I don't want him to know about it till they get here. It's a surprise. Don't worry. I won't squeal. Mmm, boy. Junior, mm. where are your manners? Stop sampling that bologna. <laughs> These olives are sublime. Mother, we now have five less olives than we just had. Stop showing off, Junior. I know you can count. <laughs> Uncle Baxter, put the food in the icebox while I take in this breakfast tray to Riley, will you? Breakfast in bed? Peg, you'll spoil your husband. Well, he's had a very hard week. Besides, I want to get him in a good mood so I can get him out of the house. Mom, I'll carry the tray. No, that's all right, dear. I can manage. Junior, if uh, I took a few more olives and you didn't say anything... You could take another slice of liverwurst, and I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> oh, kind of a non-aggression pact, huh? Okay, Uncle Baxter. Grandma, still asleep. Oh, say not so, Your Royal Highness. Your breakfast waits without. What ho! Enter me, good woman. <laughs> Behold the royal breakfast, your highness. Does your majesty deign to dine? Yea, verily. My majesty ain't in no mood to quibble. Slip me a fork and I will nibble. 
said, Your Grace, I will fix a place. Don't be silly. Put it on the pillow. <laughs> oh, gosh, Peg, breakfast is bad. This, this is really living. Well, hurry and eat, dear. Then get dressed and take a nice long walk. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is my day of rest. Well, I, um, I, I want to clean up the house, Riley. Uh, Methought your highness might mount his horse and dash through the forest to the sound of the hound. No, sir, no. Right after breakfast, I'm planning to dismount this bed, scour for a shower, and then slouch to a couch. <laughs> One o'clock. Oh, I do wish your father would fix that clock. He don't seem like he wants to do anything today, except sleep. He's been sawing logs on that couch since breakfast. <sighs> that man. If I wanted him to stay home, he'd be going out. Mom, Rasputin says he's hungry. Well, give him some of his bird seed. Oh, I've got to clean that living room. Oh, Mom, we're out of bird seed. You think he would eat liverwurst? Junior, a canary will not eat liverwurst. Would I eat birdseed? Well, lately you've been whistling a lot. Oh. Junior, don't you be so fresh. Peg, I have a capital idea. Send Riley to get that special birdseed, the kind that they sell only at the pet shop in Hollywood. That'll get him out. Why, yes. And you'll get back here at about six, just in time. Now I'll see if I can get him up. Uncle Baxter, listen to him. He's sleeping like a baby. A, a baby rhinoceros. <laughs> oh, he looks so happy. I hate to disturb him. Riley. Riley. Oh, oh. Well, what's the matter? Riley, it's one o'clock. Wake up. Oh, oh. oh what a dream. I was getting a double rest. I was dreaming that I was sleeping. <laughs> Riley, what you need now is a long, brisk walk. Oh, this is my day of rest. Oh, Pop, Rasputin's awful hungry. Yes, dear, we're out of birdseed. Uh, Riley, why don't you ride to Hollywood and get him some? I, I got a better idea. I'll give the canary a nickel. Let him fly to Hollywood and fly what he wants. <laughs> Dear, don't you care that the canary's hungry? Uh, I, I care so much, I stopped off yesterday and got him his birdseed. Oh, Riley. Come on, pretty Woody. We'll take you out to the back porch and put on your nose bag. And uh, after that, dear, why don't you go to a movie, a double feature? Oh, no, no, I got other plans. I'm going to knock off a few hours sleep so I won't be tired tonight when I go to bed. Well, Woody, how you like it out here in the sun, eh? Hey, hey, Junior, give him plenty of them black seeds. This is Sunday. Okay, Pop. You. What's that? Oh, I'll see who it is, Pop. Someone peeking over the fence next door. Yeah. It's a man who looks like a little boy. No, no, it's a little boy who looks like a man. Oh, it must be our new neighbor. What's that on his head, Pop? 
A lace dust cap. How do you like that? He must have been on truth and consequences. <laughs> I'll go over and shoot the breeze with this little guy, huh? Hi there. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, my name is Waldo Binney. Riley's my moniker. I'm very glad to know you, I'm certainly. Uh, uh, my wife's busy in the house. If she comes out, we'll just make believe we don't know each other. Hey, are you kidding? You mean your wife would get sore if you talk to me? Not only my wife, but my wife's aunt, Miss Grimshaw. They don't like me to talk to men. They say it makes me insubordinate. <laughs> oh, the two of them are forever picking at me. I guess they've been picking at you a long time. There ain't very much of you left. <laughs> oh, I'm heavier than I look. I'm well over 90 pounds. That's my wife. Waldo! That's my aunt. Waldo, a guy your size should refuse to fight on two fronts. <laughs> Waldo! I'm coming, Aunt Gussie. Oh, fine, how have I been? <laughs> I'd like to see my wife's relatives yell at me. Oh, my. <laughs> I hope she didn't hear that. Uh, quick, Mr. Riley, look over my shoulder. Is anyone at the kitchen window? Yeah. Looks like a big sheepdog. That's Aunt Gussie. She should have her eyebrows plucked. Waldo, come in here. I want the kitchen floor scrubbed by the time I'm through shaving. Uh, Waldo, what does your aunt use, a straight razor or a safety? Electric. Oh. She shaves, uh, shaves her French poodle every Sunday. She feeds him the best food, and she reads to him and takes him riding in the car. That dog is living a man's life. Listen, Waldo, you got to be firm with relatives. you got to be boss like me. I guess you're right, Mr. Riley. Never give him a chance to get set. Punch first. The best defense is to be offensive. <laughs> Mr. Riley, you've given me new courage. Why, I feel like a tiger. You know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to sneak out of here and go right down there. Down where? To the delicatessen. I've been planning it all week. I'm going to buy myself some butter. They're on a diet. They won't allow butter in the house. But I love it. Yeah, me too. I loved butter even before there wasn't any. Mr. Riley, Mr. Riley, you've given me a new outlook. I'll show them who's boss. Now you're talking, tiger. Let's go to the delicatessen. Whoa! Maybe I'd better think this over. Now, look, don't be scared, pal. You're going to the delicatessen right now. I'm going to convoy you. Waldo, well, you got to be tough with in-laws or they act like outlaws. Like, for example, I like the white meat of the chicken. Last Sunday, when my wife was serving chicken, her Uncle Baxter beat me to the white meat by a split second. But believe me, Waldo, this Sunday he ain't getting any white meat. I ordered my wife to cook meatballs. <laughs> sure, that's good. Oh, when chicken is served in my house, my, my wife gets all the white meat and my aunt gets all the dark meat. What do you get, the feathers? Oh, no, the, the skin. Waldo, there's only one way to teach them. Go out with the boys more. Paint the town red. You're the only boy I know. Uh, 
Riley, let's paint the town red right now. Oh, no, no. I, I got to be in the mood. I'm feeling too good right now. Oh, look, here's the delicatessen. Let's go in. Oh, it smells exciting, doesn't it? Yeah. I could stay here forever and just sniff and sniff and sniff. Hiya, Mr. Greensprickle. Meet my pal, Waldo Benny. He wants butter. Who don't? I just sold my last piece to your Uncle Baxter. Oh, he did, huh? Yeah, to put it on those three dozen rolls he got. Uncle Baxter got three dozen rolls? Where else is he going to put that smoked turkey I sold him? Not between those Frankfurters he bought. Took away four bags of food. Came to six dollars and two cents. Will you pay now, Riley? Uh, well, Waldo, it looks like your butter's a job. He charged all that food to me? Six dollars worth a dollar contestant? What could that leech want with all that stuff? Oh, Riley, don't you know? He couldn't be running a black market. He ain't that crooked. That it was for some friends coming over to your house. Well, I didn't invite no friends. Not your friends, his friends. Riley, didn't you know that either? No, but Peg must have known it. Aha! A conspiracy. Put your foot down, Riley. I will on Baxter's neck. So that's why they was trying to get me out of the house. I ain't good enough to be around when Baxter has his friends in. Show them who's boss. Let's paint the town red. Having a party on me at my house, and I ain't even invited, huh? Well, I'll show them. I won't go to the party. Come on, Waldo. Now I'm in the mood for anything. Where are you going to go, Riley? Me and Waldo here is going out to show his wife's aunt and my wife's uncle they can't shove us around. Yes, we're revolting. Yeah, Waldo, and I'm even more revolting than you are. <laughs> And now, while Riley and his admiring pal, Waldo, go out to revolt against family oppression, this is Ken Niles with a question. Have you ever seen an assembly line? If you haven't, you've certainly seen pictures of one. Those giant conveyors that carry an unfinished machine from group to group of workmen, with each group adding a vital part until an automobile or truck or fighting airplane moves off the end of the line. Did you ever stop to think that it takes a disassembly line to produce all the kinds of meat you want? At one end of the line, the livestock producer delivers his finished product, fine meat animals. In the plants of the meatpacking industry, these are divided into cuts for your retailer, sausages and variety meats that make fine low-point meals, the bacon for breakfast, and the ham you will want for your Easter Sunday dinner. And not only meat cuts, but hundreds of byproducts, many of them vital to other war industries, are produced by this disassembly line. Most every part of a meat animal is saved and used for its best purpose. Indeed, it has been said that all but the squeal is utilized. This disassembly line is a vital part of the machinery that enables your meat industry to serve as a bridge between the livestock producers and you. It's a strong and well-built bridge over which meat in whatever form they are needed or wanted, move to every retailer serving civilians and to every theater of war. Now back to the life of Riley. Well, it's a couple of hours since Riley and Waldo left the delicatessen and set out to paint the town red. At the moment, we find them in a park. 
tea, Riley. This is the life. Yeah. There's lots going on in this park, too. Mm-hmm. Look, Riley. Where? Here comes a couple now. Oh, boy. These are good-looking, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, that plump one is sure pretty. Now, now, make believe we don't see them until they get right up to us, huh? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Now. Here, pretty, 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 pretty. Oh, Waldo, you throw the popcorn too soon. You gotta be careful with pigeons. Um. <laughs> Riley, this is too tame. Huh? Uh, let's just go and get us another drink. Ah, no more drinks. You've already had seven malted. You'll curdle. <laughs> Oh, gee, I wish I'd brought some money with me. Well, I got some, but it, it's really Peg's house money. Hey, Waldo, what's that you're standing under? Oh, where? Right there. Oh, it's an envelope. Mm, it's open. What's inside? Gee, two tickets to a theater. Look what it says on them. Men, do you want to dominate? Do you want to learn the secret power over others? That's for you, Waldo. And look what else it says. Free, free, free. Well, so far, it's a great show. Okay, Waldo, let's go. Step on the inside, men. Don't block the sidewalk. Step inside and hear the great Professor Geeko tell you how to dominate. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Step right in. Step right along. Hurry, hurry. Uh, 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 wait a minute. Quit dragging me, bud. Take your hands off my lapel. Oh, excuse me, mister. My humble apologies. Why, Riley, you haven't even gone in yet, and already you're dominating. I guess I'm a born domino. Come on. <laughs> Gee, dark in here. Yeah. Coming in off the street that way. Well, I can see all right. Waldo, you know, you should eat more carrots. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's sit down on this bench, all huh? Right. Oh, Riley, the lecture's going to begin. Yeah, there's a light on the stage. I can see a man in it. Yeah, I see him, too. Oh, what a magnificent head of hair. And just look at his wonderful beard. Yeah, from here he looks as if he's peeking out of a haystack. Mm. <laughs> oh, say, I'd like to take some notes. Have you got a piece of paper? Yeah, I, I got a notebook in my wallet. I'll, I'll give it to you. Men, your attention, please. I hold in my hand a little booklet. Observe the price plainly marked on the cover. A one dollar. Waldo. Waldo, it's gone. My wallet. Shh. But don't let that mislead you. For today and today only, I offer this book absolutely free. My wallet's gone with Peg's house money in it. Eighteen bucks. I repeat, absolutely free to anyone who can answer a few simple questions. I got a question. Where's my wife's house money? I've been robbed. <laughs> Excuse me, gentlemen, I see we have a hoodlum in our midst. Who are you calling a hoodlum? Somebody in this cook joint is a crook. How dare anyone point a finger at the great geeko? How dare anyone point five fingers into my pocket? <laughs> come up on this stage. You just are, well, come uh, up on this stage. Uh, watch out, Riley, he's dominating you. Go on, he can't dominate me. I'm staying right here. I command you to come up here. Riley, he is dominating you. You're almost on the stage. I am? Well, well, I'm dominating him to make me come up on the stage. Ah, here you are. 
Too weak to resist my power. Gentlemen, observe this money-mad wretch babbling of his imaginary funds. Give me my 18 bucks. <laughs> my pathetic friend, you win. I will give you $18 from my own pocket. You see, Waldo, I dominated him. If, if you answer one simple question from the Geeko quiz book. But if you fail to answer, then you buy the book for one dollar. Don't do it, Riley. Ah, my brain's hitting on all three. I'll try that question. Very well, here we go. What do you call the yolk of an egg? Ah, uh, that's an easy... Uh, uh, would you mind repeating the question? <laughs> what do you call the yolk of an egg? The, the yolk of an egg is called uh, the albumin. Wrong. The white of an egg is albumin. The yolk of an egg is called the yolk. <laughs> well, here's the book, sir. That'll be one dollar. Wait a minute. You tricked me, and that beard don't fool me neither. You're the same guy that was outside. Yeah, no. You grabbed my lapel. Hey. You picked my pocket. Uh, this concludes my lecture for today, gentlemen. It does not. The lecture is concluded when I get yeah. my wallet. Please take your hands off my beard. You come across with my wife's house money, or I'll knock you loose from it. Get out of my way, wife. Get me back that money. Hey, get out of the car. Waldo, let's scram out of here. Reminded me of my Aunt Gussie. <laughs> oh, it's lucky we got away. Yeah. Gee, I, I got to get 18 books before I go home. Oh, don't worry. You're boss in your house. Oh, well, I, I know, but I don't like to say I was sap enough to get my pocket picked. And... Hey, look across the street. Yeah? That's my club over there, the BPLA. The BPLA? What does that stand for? The Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles. <laughs> It's a social club of guys who used to live in Brooklyn. Swell fellas. Come on. Will they lend you $18? Will they? I used to be president. Look, see here on the door? That's yeah. the club's coat of arms. Oh, coat of arms, huh? Uh, what does that represent? The man with the pop bottle in his hand. That's the spirit of Ebbets Field. <laughs> and the man lying on the ground. That's the umpire. Underneath there, there's our motto, see, fair play. <laughs> come on, come upstairs, Waldo, and watch him give me a royal welcome. Yeah. Say, guys, ain't it time we went to Riley's birthday party? Yeah, I think we better blow. Come on. Hey, what's the matter, son? Hey, Riley's coming up the stairs with a friend. Huh? Hey, he can't come in here now. His party's supposed to be a surprise. If he sticks around, we can't get over now, there. Now, listen, listen. Look, we'll just give him a quick brush off, see? You know, the cold eye. Yeah. And then when he squams, we'll run quick ahead of him, and we'll be at the party face. You know, a rib. Good yeah. idea. Okay. Sure. Oh, watch it. Okay, Waldo. Here's the greatest bunch of fellas in the world. Hiya, fellas. Look who's here. The kid himself. Guess what? I'm broke. So you're broke. Yeah, so what? So this ain't a loan society. Ah, great bunch of kidders. Boys, I want you to meet my pal here, Waldo Binney. Personally, I like Jack Binney. 
Maybe the shrimp's broke, too. Say, perhaps these aren't the same men you knew, eh, Riley? Ah, uh, Riley, Riley. Let me see now. I used to know that name. Say, boys, ain't Riley the guy that's so far back in his dues? Yeah, he's the jake. What do you mean, dues? I may be Mr. Month. I'll pay now. That's what I mean tomorrow. I got my pocket picked. Hey, I noticed Sherrington now. Alibi Riley, always making a touch. Listen, you, many's the time you come to me and... Oh, you're kidding. They're kidding, Waldo. Come on, Waldo, we'll shoot a game of pool. Hey, you want to make a third, Harry? I'll spot you ten. I only play with friends. Well, since when ain't we friends? Hey, wait a minute. What goes here? Harry, ain't it time some people was home? Oh, yeah? Don't tell me what to do. I'll go home when I get ready. Come on, Waldo, I'm ready. <laughs> Just goes to show you, you can't trust them Flatbush guys. I'm resigning. I'm turning in my Dorocha button. <laughs> Let's go, Waldo. <laughs> And it all started out so swell, too. Breakfast in bed. Now look what happens. I, I lose all my friends. Oh, don't be discouraged. You made a new friend today. I'll give you the shirt off my back. Oh, thanks, Waldo, but I couldn't wear a size 13. Well, uh, here's your house, Riley. Oh, yeah. Say, why don't you go in and join the party? Uh, I'm no hypocrite. I may pay for Baxter's food, but I won't eat it. Hey, wait a minute. Why should I take all this from him? I got here from my mind to tell him off. Yeah, I will. I'll show him who's boss in my house. <laughs> now, look, Baxter. Uh, hey, hey, look at all them guys from the club. Oh, Riley, you almost missed your own party. Don't you ever remember what day this is? It's your birthday. What day is Come on, it's my birthday. Come on in and paint my house red. My, you are popular after all. Well, sure, that's what I've been telling you. I'm, I'm a big guy around my own house. Come on, Waldo, meet my wife. Meet my Uncle Baxter. Meet all the gang. And look, Waldo, don't let him kid you. I'm not surprised about this party. Why, I knew it all the time. <laughs> For I'm a jolly good fellow. That's nobody can We'll be back in just a moment. Easter time is ham time. Yes, even in wartime. Because, as you now know, ration points on whole or half-smoked hams are three points per pound. And ready-to-eat half or whole hams will reduce today to four points per pound. Which means just a little saving up of points and looking ahead, you can have that good baked ham for the Easter Sunday feast. So plan those points. And tell your retail meat man you'll be wanting that whole or half ham by Saturday. Then, next Sunday, when you carve through that rich, crisp, spicy crust of brown sugar and mustard to the tender, rosy meat, 
You'll say that Easter's really Easter with ham on the table. And to the woman who's preparing the ham, the American Meat Institute makes this suggestion. Whether it's a whole or half ham or a thick, juicy baked slice, give it the traditional trimmings of cloves and a beautiful brown glaze. For variety, you might baste it with cider, orange or cherry juice, or with honey. So here's to your Easter ham. And here's to the high nutritional value that ham, and all meat for that matter, provides for you. First and foremost, meat gives you protein. Complete, highest quality protein. The right kind of protein. Yes, meat is the yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. All statements regarding the nutritional value of meat made on this program are accepted by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association. Quiet, quiet, quiet. My dear nephew, the evening would not be complete unless I read this little poem which I wrote commemorating this occasion. A poem for me? Oh, you shouldn't have done it, Uncle Baxter. Well, here's the way it goes. To my dear nephew, you give me lots of happiness. You give me many thrills. You give me joy and gladness, but Baxter, you just give me Bill. <laughs> oh, that's good on you, Baxter. You got the The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix and sponsored by the American Meat Institute, will be back next week at the same time. Mr. Bendix appears on this program by arrangement with Hal Roach. The Life of Riley was directed by Don Bernard with music by Lou Kozloff and came to you from Hollywood. This is Ken Niles saying, see you next week. This is the Blue Network. This is WENR at your service, Chicago 54. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.